Okay. All right. So we just took a kind of quick break, which we'll do maybe a couple times today because this is a 10-hour broadcast. <laughs> um, are we recording in GarageBand? Yeah. All right. So um, Hi, I'm Black, back here for Dynasty X. Um, you can follow along at Dynasty Podcast on Twitter. Use the hashtag DynastyX, just Dynasty and the letter X. If you want to contribute to the conversation, tweet us, use the hashtag, and hopefully people are digging watching this so far. Um, Rebecca Brunner, thank you for coming up here. Thank you for having me. And then remind me your name. I'm Quinn. Quinn, Quinn. Cochran. Yeah. Yes, awesome, this is man. my guitarist, Quinn. So He's singer as well, but... You guys, um, so first of all, like we said this in the, the interview at South By, you were one of my students in the spring semester, but you're also somebody whose name I've been seeing a lot around the city. You know, you're a musician, you're playing shows, you're a singer-songwriter, you've been doing a lot of gigs with Prove, who's yeah. one of our producers. Um, we have one September 30th at Subterranean. Subterranean, get that plug in there, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. Uh, who's on that bill? Um, we have, wait, what's everyone? You have Rocky, Obi, me, and Subtorgus, Seb- yeah. Nice. Um, how's it been going? Like, you know, people, I think you're, you're really starting to make a name for yourself in and out of the city. How was South by for you first off? Let's start there. How did South by end up working out for South you? By, yeah. South by was awesome. Uh, I performed with like, uh, one of a band that I was there for OB as well. And so I did a couple performances and I had just an awesome time at South by. I thought it was a great experience. I will never not go. Like I definitely figured <laughs> that out. South by has that effect. If, if, if you do your South by right, yeah. then you're like, well, I can't not ever do this Exactly, ever again. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you were one of my students, and you guys did yeah. a cover of a Disclosure song, Latch, true. in my <laughs> true, true. <laughs> um, in my class, and that was amazing. But kind of what have you been up to you know, with your summer? How have you been getting your music out there? Absolutely. Um, well, I'm currently working on my uh, first EP, Escape. Sorry. Yeah, totally. I'm currently working on my first EP, um, Escape, and so I've just been like really like morphing my sound and like find, figuring everything out with that. And I'm um, working with like a lot of different um, like producers and different people in different studios around the city. So um, I've been just working a ton on that, and I've been going back and forth from Michigan to Chicago for like different things. So I've been like traveling a lot. I got in Are a couple hours Michigan? ago. I am from Michigan. Yep. What part? So I uh, it's right outside of Lansing. It's like the capital. It's like an hour from Detroit. Okay. Yeah. Small, I have a lot of small little country Michigan. town called Mason. So. Okay. I have family in Taylor and Battle Creek. So. Okay. Yeah. Battle Creek's like an hour from me. There you go. So yeah, I've just been like traveling a little bit. I did a couple shows in Michigan this summer um, at a venue called The Loft in Lansing, Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty cool venue. And um, just been working at tons in the studio like every single day, like so many studio sessions. So a lot of like collabs as well. So like people were just like, hey, we would love to have you here. Come in, you know, work on some stuff, like collabing with a lot of Chicago artists and stuff like that. So it's been, it's awesome. Been, yeah, it's been good. I've just been trying to get a lot done before school, school starts again, too. I know. We're like a week away from that. We're both Seriously, under that gun. Seriously, it's like, oh, man, like, is it really summer over? Yeah, I know. I got some Moodle stuff to do, but <laughs> that's, yeah. the other, that's the other gig. Moodle. Um, <laughs> so, you know, who are some of the artists that you're collaborating with? Yeah, I've been, uh, well, I've been working with, like, a... Elias, they mentioned him earlier, Elias, he's a producer, and I've okay. done some stuff with him, and uh, this is one of his best friends, we all like do a lot of music together, yeah. like shows together, he's produced some of my songs, and um, then I was, I've been working in the studio with a producer called Icon, and he's like a really awesome producer, we've just um, been like like random artists that will just like be in sessions together, and then we end up collabing, or like things like that, you know what I mean? So it's like everything's like, or I'll just get like, hit up, like hey, you should come to a session today, I'm like always down for music, so... It's, like, number one, you know? So I'm definitely always in, like, different sessions with different people. And, like, like mostly just, like, producers love, like, hey, we love your voice to come to the session. So 
That's awesome. Yeah, so just like going to different sessions and stuff. And you're building up that network, which is so important. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's like the biggest thing. I mean, I came to Chicago to like start that. You know what I mean? Because I'm from like a small country area in Michigan, so I'm like I got to get to a city where I can really network and um, you know start getting that name out there and like doing shows that are like bigger and stuff like that. So how have you been able to network? Like, what's your strategy been for that? Because, you know, it's hard for some people to go out and like and approach other people collaboratively right. and creatively and be like hey, come be a part of what I'm doing. Like, right. that's not a skill everyone has. Like, what's your strategy been in <coughs> connecting with other people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'm really, like, a quite friendly person, so I like to, you know... You are. You're <laughs> a very friendly person. <laughs> well, so, you know, it's not really, like, a, like scary for me to start a conversation with someone, so I really, I really just, like, usually start in casual conversation and kind of, like, talking about our passions, and then once you, like, kind of connect with someone, like, you can kind of, like, be on the same page, and you're more likely to have, like something that would go for music or support each other than just like randomly saying like yo check out my stuff you know what I mean it's like when you can make those connections and actually have a community of people in like Chicago it's like a way bigger difference so kind of been like building on that like and events and stuff it's been one of the themes that comes up on the podcast a lot today and in general is like yeah. just the community aspect of Chicago yeah definitely you want to get in the community loop of it because like you know you don't want to like salute like stay away from that you know no absolutely like who are some of the artists that you like find yourself regularly like doing shows with collaborating like I said I know Prove our producer who also makes music you know um, you've been collaborating with him yeah definitely um, Prove you want to jump on a mic talk about that or you don't have to <laughs> yeah we're here we've just, we just been doing stuff so yeah yeah definitely and um, <laughs> yeah come on let's get him on the stream here get, your hair flow, looks fine the flow, the flow. <laughs> How's it going? Hey, bro. Like, so what have you guys been up to? Like, you know, because I know you guys do a lot of shows together. Kind of talk about that. Um, well, actually, I believe that this will be our first show that I've booked Rebecca for. Um, but we have been, we've worked on something that kind of got lost in the mist that I plan on, um, bringing back to the surface for sure we've been talking like this whole mm -hmm. summer been really busy but we've been still planning on finishing something or like making something exclusive for Rebecca produced by me um Hello. but mainly to keep this short and sweet I just want to say September 30th it's gonna be awesome and it's mm -hmm. really like my biggest focus right now I just want to make sure that this show is a success and um, Rebecca Brunner is going to be there. And yeah. <laughs> I really want to market it towards, like, all of Columbia College and got kind of a crossover with Seb Torgas, who goes to DePaul. Um, so I'm really just kind of trying to, like... Dude, you're hitting that college crowd. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll be playing guitar as well there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you guys are building that whole community. Yeah. So hopefully, well, this fall, definitely planning on getting something with Rebecca finished, and I want to feature it on my upcoming project, which is just an EP featuring artists that I enjoy working with. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. I love it, and you're killing it on the stream right now. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. You're killing it. Oh. I'm doing what I can. <laughs> I'd be tired it's talking to All positive hours. vibes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, well, yeah, so I've been, you know, doing stuff with Probe and different people. Um, I'm actually going to be uh, 
doing North Coast with Stefan. So really, we're doing some rehearsals this week and stuff. So that'll be That's really cool. huge. Yeah, so it'll be awesome. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. So, so what are you doing with Stefan? Because I know that, and he's going to be doing a segment later on. We're doing a Google yeah, Hangout because yep. he's, he's rehearsing awesome. for North Coast. He's the best. It's not a DJ set, right? It's like a live set. Mm-hmm, exactly. So yeah. what are you doing with Stefan Ponce? That's really exciting. I did not know you are doing North Coast. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to like spill any secrets if he doesn't want, but sure, like sure. you're just, we've been rehearsing and um, it's a really cool set he's got. Like, I mean, he's just so talented. Mm-hmm. So it's been awesome. Um, Elias is a good friend of ours, a producer. He works with Stefan a lot. And um, so he kind of like picked us up and um, just doing some vocals on the album and on the North Coast. So it's going to be pretty cool. That'll be a great experience because I've got to like network with a lot of um his people and a lot of the people there so it's been really cool for me because I made connections from that that's huge and North Coast is such a good look and it's such a fun event North Coast is a party and it's like you know every year I've gone to North Coast everybody's in a really chill mood because summer's already over and all the like like the big one like you know like Lollapalooza I'm not saying North Coast isn't a big no, one, no, but, but like, Lala, Lala all the stressful yeah. ones right, right. are out of the way. And then North Coast is when everybody can just chill and have fun and, like, enjoy being around each other and right. the weather's a little bit cooler. North yeah, Coast is cool. really good vibes. Yeah, I feel you. That, I'm really excited because I've actually never been to North Coast, so You're gonna that's, love like, it. the one I have. And then I'm just like, oh, I'm performing at a like, cool. And to perform with Stefan, who's just yeah, such an amazing so artist. Awesome. That's great. Exactly, definitely. So you are talking about the new record coming out or a new EP. Like, mm-hmm. is there any kind of yeah. timetable for that? Honestly, it's been so up in the air because we've been really trying to develop the sound more. So I've been kind of working, like, finding the producer that works really best for that sound. So it's, we don't have anything, like, for sure yet. But we, we're we trying, we're aiming for the end of this year, though. So right on. definitely, yeah, we've just been contacting different people on blogs and stuff and trying to get us things out. So, yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Games do we want a cool podcast, though. So. Let's bring Justin on. We'll do a little bit of, like, kind of crossover. Um, do you know Justin Sinkovich? I don't. Okay, well, then we should... Totally, absolutely introduce you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Justin's our next guest here on the Perfect. broadcast. Come on in. Um, so Justin Sinkovich, and I'll kind of let him explain, but Justin yeah. works in the business and entrepreneurship department. Justin. Rebecca Brunner, you're in business and entrepreneurship, right? I'm actually a music student, but I'm I'll actually going to be student. double majoring in music business and music. So, so there you go. But yeah. Justin is one of the premier instructors awesome. and okay, talents great. in the department, and he's somebody who, like, I have learned so much from within and outside of Columbia, yeah. and I just thought you being such a, you know, kind of emerging talent within Columbia, you guys should definitely yeah, kind of yeah. meet each other. Well, yeah, definitely. great to meet you. You as sure. well. Yeah. So, and Justin, you know, comes from the record label side of things, mm-hmm. the musician side of things, the blog side of things. Like, I mean, I don't know. Fantastic. You kind of talk about everything you do, because you do so much now, man. Um, Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I teach at Columbia. I've taught cool. at Columbia full-time like for seven years now, <laughs> which has flown by. Uh, <laughs> tenth year overall. Yeah. Uh, you should do a 10-hour broadcast. I yeah. like, hey, <laughs> ten is coming yeah. up everywhere. 10-hour class. Yeah, it's oh, pretty crazy. Yeah, that, everyone would love that, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I head up the media management Got program, it. but uh, come from a music business background mm-hmm. largely was a musician cool. I've toured all over Europe and awesome. the United States and bands that and uh took a little break from playing music but uh just got back into it this past oh, year fantastic. and it's really great I ran into uh one of your guests Martin Adkins as I was walking in he was walking out and we caught up for a few minutes and we talked about he actually brought it up the you know he wanted to get back on the drum kit after he's finishing up his new book. Right. Or the new version of his book. So, uh, you know, we talked really about that. And even 
when you're an adult and you have, you know, a job and, and uh, responsibilities and other right. projects that, you know, right. you still need to get back to your art and where, where you originally came from. Right. So it's been fun to play music. So I've been playing music a little bit and still been helping bands and artists and stuff Absolutely. do their work. Worked recently with a band from Tokyo, oh, uh, who I worked with 10 years ago, actually, oh, and yeah. started working with them again this year, and we hit the charts in Japan. It Whoa. debuted number that's four on iTunes and number six on Amazon. Oh, awesome. my God. That's amazing. Oh, in Japan, so I haven't gotten that. That just happened a month ago. So oh, I haven't. Hit, yeah, so I released it worldwide. Uh, Sony actually wanted me to... He, he's on Sony. He's yeah. a big J-pop producer, okay, this guy it. Yukio, and um, very successful. But then he, his real passion is he's in, like, noise punk oh. type wow. bands, which is more my thing Mm -hmm. and so sony was like you should hit up justin and maybe we'd really i think this would be a really cool thing for you Mm -hmm. guys to collaborate right so they have all been great and so i released this worldwide and yeah he sent me you know there's so much like of just kind of a language barrier and it's so just like a different world over there so you know he's like look he sent me all these screenshots of him hitting the charts and everything and you know so i did that literally with no money no uh you know just no interns no employees just me grinding it out over the summer break and uh so that was really exciting and we're talking about collaborating on bringing them back to the united states all their gear is in my basement like so hopefully (laughs) they have to come back yeah they have a whole backline here you know and uh where I'm talking about going over there, and mm-hmm. so it's gonna be fun. So they're I, they're called My Way and My Love. They're really my great. Way and my love. Okay. They uh I'll they were touring a lot over here for a bit and uh, got a lot of love on like Pitchfork and stuff like oh, that. Sweet. Um, years ago, so they're trying to kind of get back into My Way and My Love. I'll do look them up. doing that? Yeah, check them out. I think one of the things I've learned from you know because Justin, you've been with Columbia. You said now for like ten years. Mm-hmm. Think, yeah. So this was my. I just finished this past spring. Was my first year teaching full time. And what I learned really quickly is, like, okay, when you have summer, you have to really take advantage of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this was the thing I built over the summer. This project kind of took a couple months to do, which is sure. awesome. awesome. But it was something that, like, like I didn't do Lala this year. I didn't do, like, Spring Awakening or Pitchfork or most of the things I would normally go to and cover I didn't do because putting this together and having, like, really great help, like, that took a long time you know so like having that summer project is like and a lot of people don't realize that as a teacher you know they're oh you have summers off you're so lucky that's such an easy gig Mm -hmm. yeah i mean for someone like Haima and myself us continuing to be engaged in what we're doing in the grind yeah Mm -hmm. and not just you know i'm not sitting by the pool every day yeah exactly you know we're actually yeah. That's what we bring into the classroom for the school year, mm-hmm. and so that's very important to continue to get be engaged in, right. you know, you're what like we're doing. The experience that you're teaching about. Yeah, something. yeah. You don't want to just talk about something theoretical that I did, you right. know, ten years ago. Yeah, that's what I find you really know, cool about Columbia. And that's what yeah. it's. That's why Jaime's with us as well. Is yeah. you know he's out doing this every single day. Right. Uh, just like me. So even during the school year, where and that's. A great thing about Columbia is yeah. they're very supportive of people. It's not maybe your traditional, as we all know, your mm. traditional yeah. institution right. where you have maybe, you know, people that are just have been teaching for 30 years and 
researching. They're yeah. actually out that's doing. That's what I'm saying about Columbia. It kind of has like more teachers are more like hired by experience than hired by like degree or something. That's you know right. So yeah. It's kind of nice. yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I love that place. Definitely. So what I, classes do you teach? Uh, I teach. Uh, I, it kind of rotates. <laughs> Wait, I've taught the... 14 different classes wow. at Columbia in my life there yeah. so which is pretty insane but right I teach uh, a class called self-management and freelancing oh, yeah, yeah. it's a great class yeah, yeah. And, and that's what we had Haima yeah. teaches that, that as well yeah. I brought Haima on to, to teach and Ingrid that. here is going to be in that in the fall oh, oh excellent you know, I might yeah, be in that, fall, in that fall class too okay great yeah it's <laughs> from, from I really might I, uh, so you're in the like music you're in the mu- that's right it is a Columbia <laughs> you're in the music department right uh, music and music business don't make oh, okay cool yeah so that class started as a music specific class oh really and I, that was one of my first projects when I mm-hmm. became full time there they said hey take a look at the concept of this class and just make it happen and so wow. I made it happen with the music department yeah and it's grown to now be oh, required really for many different majors. Mm-hmm. And now we have hundreds of students every semester taking it. There's five different instructors yeah, every semester. It's a really cool class because I, I think so that um, this isn't even specific to Columbia, but I think sometimes something that college students kind of say a lot that you see online or you read about it in like articles is that college students say like, and maybe this is a generalization, I don't mean it to be. But it's like you hear, oh, like college was great, but it didn't prepare me for the real world. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this yeah. is the course, yeah. self-management and freelancing, where it's like you learn how to have a budget. You learn how to do a pitch letter. You learn how to like have a LinkedIn, like One all the things that are level. post-graduation kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait till post-graduation, but it's, it's all the things where it's like, okay, one day you won't be here. These are the skills you need, and that's what I love about that class. Right. Yeah, and it's good. Right. You know, I think that's, again, that's one good thing about Columbia is sometimes art schools. I, th- I think all of art is moving away from this you know sometimes people don't want to bastardize their art form by thinking about the business aspect but we all have to make a living and you know I'd rather talk openly about making money off of our craft than having to go get a real job you know what I mean so (laughs) um, I think that's one good thing about Columbia is we keep it real there that you, you know you do have to pay your your uh you know your rent or maybe even your mortgage right. you know and uh you don't want to have to go out and get some some side side hustle so that's what self-management is about and uh yeah it's been really successful and yeah we used to it used to be offered at the end of everybody's career at columbia mm-hmm. and then the feedback was oh i needed to know this two years yeah. ago <laughs> so yeah. we've moved it up where people can take it very early on in their Definitely. career there i think that's, that's really good cool. Yeah. It's it's a great class. I mean, uh, Audrey, my other producer. Everyone here has either taken it yep. with me or is going to take it with me. Right, which is kind of great. Yes, no, that's that's how it ha- also happens at Columbia. You uh, you uh, you identify great students, and if they have an interest in what you're doing, then you can. That's what I did when I was part time at Columbia. I worked yeah. at a place called Touch and Go Records, mm-hmm. repped a lot of pretty cool bands and labels, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I would flat out poach my best students to be my <laughs> interns and they got hired Definitely. at Columbia you know mm-hmm. so that's that's it's a good it's a win-win situation definitely for me you know I started being brought in I don't come from education I don't come from that world like I started being brought in a few years before I started at Columbia I started in Columbia part-time fall of 13 <laughs> full-time mm-hmm. fall of 14 and for a couple of years before that I was being brought in speaking classes which, was, which I was like so honored to do it was such a cool thing to do and, you know, Justin would bring me in. Alex Fructor from Closed Sessions, mm-hmm. who's going to be here in a little bit, would bring yeah. me in. Mm-hmm. A couple other instructors. And what I started seeing was, like, 
the caliber of students, the caliber of lessons, the caliber of, of instructors was like so high that I really was saying to myself, I'm like, I either want to teach here or I want to enroll here because yeah. I saw what was happening at Columbia, the stuff that was happening with Manifest and Biggest Mouth and, and just the day-to-day in-class stuff every time I visited. And so now that I've been teaching there for two years, like you're saying, Justin, it's like everybody who's helping me with this podcast with executing a like 50 guest 10 hour thing, which is an enormous, insane, crazy idea. Like they're all Columbia students and they're all killing it. Like we've got this live stream that's been live for three hours, which is not an easy thing to pull off. Um, my guest team booked 50 guests. It's like, it's kind of staggering and it's all Columbia professional as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been incredible. Like just connecting with really enormously talented, ambitious, like, professional students there yeah the way the way i got introduced to columbia actually is uh i was working in the industry for i've been lived in chicago since 1997 kind of right after college came came here (coughs) and over the years i realized working in the industry i I realized almost everyone that i worked with went to columbia so i was like i need to check this place out and i actually went and got my master's degree there in 2002 i started i I did it part-time i had a full-time job at least one full-time job at that time. So it took me a while to finish it, so I ended up teaching there. But that's why, is because everywhere around this area, you know, yeah. it's like 80% of the people that work at mm-hmm. a festival or, a, you know, some sort of media company came yeah. from Columbia. So or graduated I, I, or are going there. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. No, exactly. it really is like it's this kind of like, it's this pedigree, it's this whole presence in the all the creative arts in Chicago yeah. and all the industry. Absolutely. Um, Justin, you've also kind of resurrected the band, right? Poison Arrows? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, again, that's been so much so much fun. You know, it, we, like I was talking about with Martin, you know, should I be spending so much time writing an album and hanging out in a practice space and whatever? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> for a while there, I was like, no, I need to spend my time running my businesses and teaching, but... Getting back to that has been great. So, yeah, the yeah. Poison Arrows is back in action. Ooh. We almost have a record written. We're kind of at the tail end of that. Uh, moving into, we've been kind of just couch surfing practice <laughs> spaces, yeah. uh, which has been amazing. We have so many good friends that have been just letting us load our gear in every practice and do our thing and then load up. But we finally we are going to be uh, sharing with... One of my favorite bands and favorite people uh, disappears. So we're we're gonna have disappears and Poison Arrows practice space. So that's gonna be that's coming. Are they up gonna work Tuesday. on their David Bowie record? Yeah, there? probably. Yeah, I'm, which I'm, is amazing. They're doing a David Bowie cover record. Well, you know, Brian before right before disappears started, he he's he's sung on uh, every Poison Arrows out al- or the two Poison Arrows album. It, it, there's been a a couple of songs on each record. Where I'm like, this needs Brian Case to sing on. So. He's already a big part of the band, so now we're going to be sharing a practice space. So I'm really excited about that. So we move awesome. in on Tuesday. I don't have to lug my gear in every <laughs> every every yes. time. Uh, and then we're so we're we're going into uh, Steve Albini's studio, Electrical Audio, in December. That's to, huge to do the basic awesome. tracks. We've done our past two records there. We've got some guests lined up for the record again, oh, um, which I'm excited about. And um, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. We're playing our first show in Chicago, too. We did a little warm-up uh, show in my hometown of Nashville oh. uh, a couple months ago. Just my friend that 
owns a venue uh, asked us to come down and do that. That was super fun. But oh, we haven't played in Chicago in five years. We're doing it. It's a Riot Fest after show. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Cool. Uh, September 11. It's uh, with one of my, by far my favorite bands of all time, uh, Drive Like Jehu. Uh, uh, they went on to be in Rocket from the Crypt and Hot Snakes and many, many other bands, but really legendary band. They haven't played... Uh, They've only played. They've played Coachella and Iceland, ATP, oh, that's and so cool. uh, that's the only. And a couple of local shows. And Riot Fest is the first shows they're doing, other than those in twenty years. So Riot that's... Fest is so great at like being this multi-genre, multi-generational thing. Now, I mean, yep. not that they weren't before, but like the last few years, like the focus and the the thought that's gone into their lineups has been really incredible. Where it's something like. You know, you'll have Snoop Dogg, and then you'll have some like legendary punk yep. band, and then you'll have like No Doubt, and then the after shows are like maybe something that's like comparably more current, like a Thrice that's not really current, but like within the last ten years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the whole Variety. span that they're going for is really really great. It's great. Yeah, we're it's it's a great festival. We're really excited. The after shows at Bottom Lounge. Okay, cool. Uh, it's just us and Drive like Jehu. Yeah, the Jehu guys are, uh, you know, like we were kind of scrounging gear for them. For it's John and Rick were in Hot Snakes. They played last year at, at Riot Fest. So you oh, know cool. we've and then uh, Mark the drummer he produced two records for me. He's a great, very accomplished producer. Uh, and so I've been in the studio with him before. So it's going to be super fun to see those guys. I'm really excited. So so what else is like you know we got the school years turning up, which I think yeah. is a, a panic point for everybody in this <laughs> right this right. <room. laughs> But, um, you know, you've got Poison Arrows, you've mm-hmm. obviously got Columbia. Mm-hmm. Like, what else is on deck? Because I know, you know, you're somebody who just can't help but be busy. Yeah, I think I'm like you. It's, yeah. I, I have so many projects that I want to do. It's, I just have to, <laughs> I have to check myself. And luckily, my girlfriend, Brooke, kind of, she's very busy too, but she helped. She's like, are you sure you want to take this right. on? You're, <laughs> like, not sleeping as it is. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, there's so many things I want to do. So, you know, I'm still keeping... I've been trying to reinvigorate the File 13 Records brand a little bit. Um, That's something... That's a label that me and I... It had already started as kind of like a tape label, and they put out maybe a couple seven inches uh, when... And I met those guys in college, and I've been working working with them now. It's been been 25 years that that label's existed. We've worked with some amazing artists, so... That's actually what My Way, My Love, that record that I was talking about, um, was on. Keeping Epitonic, I've been talking about teaming up with maybe some uh, larger companies to work with them. So that's there's a couple conversations going on there. That's and Epitonic awesome. is like is one of the, the earliest and, and premier MP3 blogs from, from the internet. Yeah, Epitonic is a crazy story. Epitonic was arguably the first editorialized mp3 site on the internet um that's crazy i licensed the first free mp3s from a majority of or we did but i headed that up and did a a majority of the work um from a majority of the indie labels on the planet so you're talking about the first you know 4ad matador sub pop warp uh you know the list goes. I mean, I remember one of my favorite stories was when they reissued the entire Sonic Youth catalog on what was that Geffen? That's Geffen and Interscope and everything. They said, "Okay, we're ready." The major labels were kind of behind that curve because they don't like to give away anything. And 
or they used to not. Now they like now to. that's they a whole that's a whole <laughs> different. Uh, they're like, all right, we're ready to get into this, and they let me pick the first three Sonic Youth tracks to ever be offered on the internet for free. Awesome. I interviewed the band, and this is a funny story. I'll keep it super short, but so yeah. I picked my favorite songs. It was like a hundred percent. Uh, you know, schizophrenia and something off of goo. I, f- I forget. Anyway, and so I was interviewing Lee Ronaldo from Sonic Youth about it, and I was like, "Hey, you know, what do you think of my selections?" They they let me just pick whatever I wanted. He was like, "Yeah, that's re- really good songs you picked, but you picked all of Thurston Moore's songs." Oh. And you know, I I sing in the band. He's like, Kim Gordon sings in the band. I I just like froze, and then we started. La- he's laughing. You know, we were just laughing. Oh, anyway, yeah. so. A lot of experiences like that. Um, that company, we had to. We got in financial trouble. We had to sell it. Uh, that company that we sold it to went under. Anyway, I, I ended up with Columbia's help. Actually, bought it back, and I've been kind of doing it very DIY. Yeah, they issued. Awesome. They actually awarded me a grant oh, yeah. to help pay for it. Fantastic. The guys from Pitchfork really helped me out on the on to rebuild it. So many people helped me out. That's uh, great. So it's been cool. But yeah, that's a. That's uh, been really rewarding to see that come back to fruition. But yeah, that mm. website launched in 1999 originally, wow. if you can imagine. We keep coming back to 1999 today. Like, <laughs> with this, this, the whole thing started today with Andrew Barber talking about like um, um, Limp Biscuit, and then we had Zoe Wise talking about filters, take a picture, and this whole podcast keeps coming back to like 1999. I don't know why. It's pretty <laughs> funny. Something about it. Prince, yeah. would, Prince would be happy. Yeah, yeah true. Um, Justin Sinkovich, man, you've been. Such a great mentor at Columbia and so giving with all of your like all of your experience and your time and your direction there. And it's been really great, like, because again, I don't come from the education world. So giving you know, having people like you and Beth Ryan and Monica and all these people that work within the department um, be so giving with you know, kind of uh, like helping direct me with kind of how to develop within the college it's been great um, yeah it's, teaching is interesting it's a it's an amazing job it's i mean i am there all the time people make fun of me of how many hours i put in there because it's fun yeah but it's very self-reliant right it's not like you have some boss looking <clears throat> over you all mm-hmm. the time and uh which is great but you know it's 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 a very fluid type Environment where you're not sitting in your office all day again, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, it's very hands-on, on the ground. Yeah, like, there's a lot of a lot of creative freedom to kind of like deliver your content how you see fit. Absolutely. So, so but n- yeah, none of us really came from a academic mm-hmm. like coming up through getting our. I don't. I don't even think there's. <laughs> I don't even know how many. P- I don't even know if there's a PhD in our department anymore. <laughs> you know, but. Yeah. Your PhD is running this podcast. It's running Epitonic. It's putting a band out from Tokyo. You know, it's not yeah. sitting in the classroom. You know, earning, writing a dissertation, whatever. So, well, I love it. Um, Rebecca Brunner, thank you for coming up yeah, and really. and for being so great in my class and for being an awesome guest on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. And let's please get you back when um when the you know the record drops. Escape. Yeah, I love to. Yep, escape. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. We've got. The Downright Crew coming in in just All a right. moment. Awesome. Um, so. And Justin, thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, I will you. see you. Yeah, great to meet you. Yeah, yeah I'll see you around. Stop by my office. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All around yeah. campus. Yeah. Let's enjoy this last week of summer before. Absolutely. <laughs> so good. So good. I'm re- you know, I'm ready. I've, I've had my break. 
I did get a little bit of pool time in, so I'm ready to yeah, get back to class. Day, like, yeah, I was, yeah. Looking tanned. So. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. If I could have you guys sign, we have a poster in the um, kind of green room and, and get an Instagram. That would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, thank you again for yeah, coming out. Yeah, thanks so much. Cool. All thanks, right. Simon. Thank you so much. Awesome. We've got the downright crew coming in next. Well, possibly. No, Oh, yeah. Justin and I go way, way back. Yeah. Before 99. Probably like 96. Yeah. 96, 97, maybe. Right on. Um, thank you, guys. So, awesome. <laughs> like, I... Yeah. This is, like, tripping me up, just the, like, the rotating door of guests. Like, I know I'm going <laughs> to set it up that way, but it's, like, in execution, it's, like... It's a little weird, just like switching gears. I feel like it's like speed dating. This is kind of no. This is kind of like an episode of This Is Your Life, you know. But it's like for you. No, it, it really <laughs> is kind of a, a season. Like I'm not trying to be morbid or bring it down, but it's like if if an airline engine fell on me tomorrow, I'd be like, I kind of had my season series finale. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like I had my last episode with everybody on it, which is cool. Um, that Mark sounds Rose, like a song that needs to be written. The airline engine. Yeah. Yeah. Airline but engine obituary. Yeah. Airline uh, engine bucket list. I, I know a place you, you could have that song written. I'm going to I'm gonna have to commission someone to write it. <laughs> sure. Um, Mark Rose, Bob Nana, and then Stephen... Shane. Shane. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shane. Um, Shane Henderson. Yeah, Shane Henderson, man. Uh, how are you guys doing? Fantastic. Great. Feeling great. You know yeah. what? It, this is awesome. I'm so stoked that you invited us to be here. Um, oh, yeah. Right, I thought sure. Water, sure. Thank you. Yeah, so so excited that you had you offered <laughs> thank you offered a, a time slot to us today. Looking at this whole lineup, it's it's amazing, dude. I mean, a of course it was a no brainer. You know, as Bob and Mark, you guys are people who I've I've gotten to know personally and professionally over the years. Um, you know, across platforms like Q101 and the podcast, you guys have always been so giving with your time and your talents. And it was it was a no brainer to have you be, you know, kind of a big part of the day today. Like that was from day one. You guys were like one of the first three people I emailed, I believe. So. Well, thank you. Yeah, you, you've always been very uh, supportive of us as musicians and also now with the new venture with Downright. It's uh, Yeah. I mean, it's so cool. And, you know, we've covered this before on the podcast, but for anyone who doesn't know, like, bring us up to speed. What is Downright? For anybody who's watching this saying, like, who are these people and what is Downright and what is the internet? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Downright, <laughs> Downright.com. <laughs> Downright's a spot that you can go and uh, commission... A songwriter to write and record an original song uh, just for you or for someone that you care about and you you provide the backing story the details uh, what you're looking for and then that songwriter takes that information and puts together like a, a unique you know home recording and and delivers it to you directly and it's and it's yours and it's such a cool idea because it's like you know and we've covered this before but it's like in the 90s you couldn't listen to an Alice in Chains song or a Smashing Pumpkins song and say, how much money do I need to send, you know, Scott Weiland to write a song for me? And the answer <laughs> would be, maybe don't send your money to Scott Weiland. That's not a good idea. But that maybe. Yeah. yeah. But you couldn't do that before. You couldn't commission, you couldn't contact your favorite right. artist, let alone work out a pay scale to have them write something personalized for you. And the fact that you can do that now is really, really special. Yeah, I mean, although the walls are just kind of Blurring and then like crumbling down totally, especially in terms of like social media. You're following people like Scott Weiland or Billy Corgan. You know, mm-hmm. you're following what they're doing. You're following them on Instagram or on Snapchat or whatever, and you can contact them. Very, it's, very. You don't have to go through you know agents, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, you know, a service that 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 we thought up, dreamed up, 
couldn't exist back then, but now in this era that we live in, it's just, an, I think, a natural extension of a way for people to communicate with their fans. It's it's really incredible. Like, I've been in a reflective mood kind of this last week in, in preparation for this, looking back at what we've done, you know, over the years of the podcast, and I was thinking about kind of what got me really first passionate about Chicago music, and it was Siamese Dream, because, sure. you know, I was like 10 years old, and at the time, everyone was from Seattle, except for these four weirdos who are from Chicago. And, and there was something about that that just resonated with me, and obviously that, that stuck with me. So I, I tweeted about it, and I didn't tag Billy, I didn't tag Jimmy or at Smashing Pumpkins. I didn't, I was like, I'm not going to bother anyone. I just posted, you know, this is the, re- something along the lines like, this is the record that first, like, sparked my passion for Chicago music. And Jimmy Chamberlain favorited it. Yeah. And I was, it's like, you, you couldn't do that. Like, the equivalent right. would be, like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you tell someone, like, yes, I'm Dream stream changed my life. And you don't have a member of that band, like, responding to that statement. So, yeah, or even saying they saw it and, like, appreciated <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So, like, that kind of conversation now is so cool. And, and how long has Downright been around now? Like, two or three years? Yeah, so um, I, I guess this, this upcoming Valentine's Day will be year three, right? Right. So not quite three years yet, but we're, we're getting there. We started the site with just profiles for Bob okay. and myself and uh, have now grown to over 100 songwriters. Um, in that first batch of like seven to ten artists, we started with with people that we knew personally, people that we felt comfortable uh, being a part of it on the ground level to, so that they could tell us what they liked or what they didn't like about the concept because we really are doing this for the artists, you know, to be able to find work doing what they love doing and what they're good at or hopefully what they're good at, you know. And... Um, yeah, so we started We started with just friends, you know, people that we had toured with. Uh, Shane is actually one of the first artists on the site. Um, and at this point, what, Shane's done 35 songs, 40 songs for people. Yeah, That's, that's incredible. Yeah. And these like, are songs that otherwise would never be written. It's like, you know, you end up <clears throat> kind of getting attached to some of the songs or reworking them and making yeah, them totally. into things you release. I, I actually remember the day Mark asked me to do it. I had no idea that Bob and Mark were, were working on the site, and then he brought it up, and I was just like blown away by the idea and within the first song of me doing a downright song I was in love with it and wanted to keep doing more and more and more and more you know as songwriters and this is for all of you guys because aside from being on the you know the kind of like business and development end of this idea you guys are all artists and creatives and songwriters so as songwriters what's that process like when instead of you know drawing from your own experiences your own inspirations to write you know and create music where somebody kind of hands you an idea and like, hey, like, I had this happen with with my wife or with when my baby came or whatever, and like, and then you build from that idea. I, it, well, I'll go first pretty quickly. Like, it's it's completely different than anything that I had experienced being a songwriter for whatever twenty plus years because you're getting this different um, viewpoint to write from. And I think you know you you look at it or I look at it as really great practice for yeah. my crafts. You know. I can sound like a jerk, no, but you know what I mean. Jerk. Like, uh, you know, it, it just it just helps me write write, write better songs. I think you know, just to get that uh, other other viewpoints and you know to write from other people's perspectives yeah. about things that maybe I wouldn't think to write about. I mean, yeah, when I when I get a request, uh, the first thing that happens is I, you know, I usually get a temporarily like overwhelmed but in a good way that somebody's kind of like pouring out their heart and soul into a request that they want me to like create because you know as a songwriter and as a touring musician my favorite thing has always been the connection with the people on the other side you know like that's always been it um and and and, you know as 
as a fan of music myself and knowing how different artists have impacted me or what, what their songs have meant to me, to be able to like give that gift back to somebody that wants it and for them to kind of tell you something special or sad or exciting in their life and just kind of, you know, give you all the paints to paint with and then go do something that you wouldn't have otherwise done. I think that's, it's kind of, yeah, I guess that's a little bit overwhelming, but in, in the best way. Yeah, I, I think it, uh, both those comments were great, but like for me, it's like being able to step back and look at songwriting from a different perspective, a different angle. And uh, usually when you get super connected to your own material and your own like life experiences that you're putting into music, it's, uh, it's just this different feeling of being able to look at the overall picture of something and then it's kind of like fun, it's like a fun little puzzle, like you're piecing together this puzzle in a way of this person's backstory. And a lot of times I felt myself getting really super connected to their story. And those are always the downright songs I wind up loving the most. Well, you know, I think it, it makes perfect sense because all the music that all of us love and grew up loving, it's like we, we at least for me, like, you know, you fall in love with music because you hear a song on the radio that, you know, you feel like it's written for you or about you or about an experience. And it's, you know, all the best songs are really universal in that way. You know, people... Right whether it's like a November rain or, you know, I mean, whatever it is, like there's a billion examples, but you hear something that actually has some emotion into it. And then we hear that and we think like, Oh my God, that's why I connect with Elliot Smith. I, you know, this resonates with me. So it only makes sense that on the flip side, there'd be audience members or maybe non-musicians who have these stories. And then you guys as a musician, you're like, Oh man, that really, it really resonates. That really hits home. You know? yeah. It's also cool. Cause a lot of times you'll get these like unique storylines and these like unique points to a story that normally I probably wouldn't have come up with on my own you know like it's it's fun I wanted to mention like on another level like Mm -hmm. someone had me write a song to go along with a short story that they had written and published that was about um that centered around this piano and he suggested maybe you know to write it on piano and I thought I've never written a song (laughs) like sitting at a piano I thought this is incredible that I'm like I'm basically getting a you know you know getting paid to to write a song on piano and I I just loved it. It just opened my mind to the possibilities of, of that. So yeah. look, look for the all piano record. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> piano because you don't put out enough music no. as it is. Like, right. yeah. Well, and, and real quick to expand on that, like the, it really puts in perspective that you know, as like you know, a service or a platform or whatever you want to call it, the community that we are building, uh, ever expanding. It's not like a song factory, you know. It's not like a a plug and play. Like, give us a name, a date. CNC Music Factory. Well, <laughs> I, get downright CNC Music Factory members. Well, like, we could sweat. use you guys wherever <laughs> you are. Uh, but you know what I mean? It's like it's not just like a a template. It's like these yeah. are all unique requests that come to real people who then turn around and, and and write something, record it, and send it back. It's like very it's very real. The connection is very real. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. I don't know if you guys, if we want to keep talking or if you guys want to do a song or kind of how you want to break it up because you guys are podcasters, you musicians, you're creative, <laughs> like you're professionals. Like you tell me kind of how do we want to Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think it'd be super cool to showcase a few of these like songs that were written yeah. so people can get a... I would love it. Get a feel yeah. for it. Bob, you want to kick things off down there? All right. Put me on the spot. Bob, Nana, um, oh, of Downright, of oh, Braid, City on Film, and so many other projects and a, a covers project as well that's yeah. Oh, yeah. ongoing. It's really cool. Um, I'll let you kind of tell us what you're doing. So um, uh, I'm going to play a song that was written uh, directly from a request that was given to me on Downright. Um, the request was from uh, 
girl who wanted a song written about uh, her relationship with her now husband, but uh, at that point, uh, fiance, about how they met, sort of a snapshot uh, about coming from different cities and meeting at a party, and they, they mentioned, you know, really loving where the wild things are, and they love the Pogues, and they love Ted Leo, and whatever. We're able to bond over these certain things that, um, you know, help them uh, connect. So this is a song that was written for them, and it's also on uh, City on Film Record, uh, and it's called You Wild Thing. mentioned and noted that that city on film record that that song is on the entire record was sourced uh via downright.com every song on there yeah. was a request from a fan of yours and then you turn around and put out a record with it all on there yeah it was yeah an upfront sort of thing that i decided to try out and do and i think it's just you know one of probably many different ways that artists can use that songwriters can use downright to 
make records yeah. or make music or I don't know uh, build their catalog that sounded amazing I had to step Thanks, away because I wanted to be able to Instagram it ah. and just share this <laughs> like and also like you didn't need me in the way when you're playing live but it's, <clears throat> it sounded fantastic man. yeah right. <laughs> nobody needs that <laughs> um, Shane do you have something yeah for sure um, so I was in a band called Valencia for a real long time that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how I met Mark and Bob and uh, I was asked to do a downright song for somebody who was getting married and they wanted to propose to their uh girlfriend who then became fiance with the song so uh this is a song called better in white we sat out on a playground like two grown-up kids getting lost in each other's words Back and forth in late October As the radio sang The same song ten times over And we lost feeling in our feet And Mia, I knew This intuition's the feeling I've been missing So when these Kansas winters get cold I'll keep you warm and safe Turn your skies blue when they're feeling gray Down on one knee, it's a dream That you'd be mine till the end of days I've never been so sure I think that you would look better in white The quiet streets of our hometown Set the cinematic scene Comprised of you and me And girl, you know I have this confession The answer to my simple question Can set my life straight All I know is Leah I knew This intuition's the feeling I've been missing So when these Kansas winters get cold I'll keep you warm and safe Turn your skies blue when they're feeling gray Down on one knee, it's a dream That you'd be mine till the end of days I'll keep you warm and safe Turn your skies blue when they're feeling gray I've never been so sure I think that you would look better in white Better in white Yeah, you would look better in white Better in white Oh, Mia, I knew This intuition's a feeling I've been missing when these Kansas winters get cold I'll keep you warm and safe Turn your skies blue when they're feeling gray Down on one knee, it's a dream That you be mine till the end of days I'll keep you warm and safe Turn your skies blue when they're feeling gray I never 
never been so sure I think that you would look perfect in white Yeah That was awesome. Thank you. Right yeah. on. I, it's I, nice I to like, just, break this up with some music today. We <laughs> haven't had that yet. Yeah. I, I didn't want I, it to just be me talking. I was going to say, um, I don't know. You might be running low on time. I certainly don't have to also play a downright song, but I will if we have a minute. Yeah. Do it, <laughs> okay. Do it. We got, so, we got at least 15 more minutes with you guys. And if you want, Mark, you say the word, I'll cancel everyone else. <laughs> Thank you. It's the Mark Hour, Mark consider, Rose Power Hour. Consider it said. So, <laughs> nah, just yeah, How many just more kidding. hours do you have left? Until uh, 10 p.m. That's a, that's a long haul. I like it. We're holding six, up okay, six though. Hours left. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so. <clears throat> <laughs> So at the end of next month, I have um, my second full-length record coming out on uh, September 25th, and it's actually my label debut as a solo artist, which is exciting for me. Um, And uh, this song is on the record, and it uh, originally was written and demoed out as a downright song for a, a fan from overseas who unfortunately lost their best friend in a car accident, and and they wanted a song to, uh, you know, help memorialize them. And I was, like, immediately able to, like, connect with it, having lost, you know, friends out uh, on the road, like, lost people way too early. Um, So I wrote this song for them, and then I ended up kind of falling for the song and and re-recording it full production for the the record. So uh, it's called Reflect You. It goes like this. Challenge to anyone 
best in everyone You'd make it about always having fun I remember all the good times and some of the bad ones too Missing your crooked smile, oh how I'll never forget you We miss and reflect you Awesome, man. It was really nice to have a little, like, you know, musical interruption because, <laughs> hey, I've been talking for three and a half sure. hours and no one needs that. And B, it's like, your voice. I, wanted to, I wanted to be able to hear something other than me. I wanted to hear some amazingly talented musicians performing live. Um, and that's awesome. And those are all downright, down, downright songs. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and we've been, you know, thinking and, and kind of putting our brains together, trying to figure out, you know, a, a way to showcase more and more of these actual songs because you know, people hear the idea, they hear the concept, and they're they're stoked, they're interested. But then they hear a song and they get it. It like right. it makes sense then, you know. So like Bob and I have a podcast that we do, you know, every few weeks or <laughs> whenever we get around to it. But we're trying to showcase different writers and different original songs they've created because um, at this point the site is like I don't know, like inspired like thirteen hundred songs. Yeah. Like it's pretty insane. That's like, insane. I mean. You know, I'm reminded of music dealers, you know, even though you guys offer different types of services, but music dealers is another music tech company in Chicago. And I think that they, they hit, I don't want to guess at the, at the milestone because I don't want to get it wrong, but yeah. they hit a, a huge milestone, like millions or something mm-hmm. like that yeah. earlier this year. It was like the first blank million or right. whatever it was. Yeah. And I just thought that's so cool that this service that didn't exist five years ago or 10 years ago now has serviced this many artists. And downright is the exact same kind of story where it's like, this is something that didn't exist in, in any capacity prior. And you guys are going to hit these five, 10 year marks sure. where you're going to hit like our first million, you know, song commissions, <laughs> yeah. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's been, um, really a lot of fun being on both sides of it, like watching it grow from, you know, like a, a co-founder standpoint and watching it, you know, work and watching artists, uh, find work and, and make money and, and watching fans and requesters get something real special, you know, that's been amazing. Um, and then as, as an artist too, it's like, it, it, you know, it really is like something to do in your downtime that you can feel real good about. So, you know, we're hoping to, in the, in the next year, you know, be able to expand fully so that, you know, any artists can get on here and utilize it. It's not, you know, it is, it's a community, it's a platform, it's a service. It's been in beta for a long time. (laughs) So we're like ready to, open it up and you know and let, let everybody on so when you say that does that mean that like it's going to be a platform like a tumblr or soundcloud or youtube that anyone can sign up for oh i mean almost yeah, i mean almost like i almost think of it a little bit more in like the, an etsy-ish type 
sure. fashion where okay. it's like these are artists who are setting up profiles to create custom art for whomever wants it. Like yeah, and just based, you know, based on the songwriting and, and, you know, there's so many cool things that could go with it too. You, you know, get a song written for an anniversary for someone and the next year you, you know, maybe press it on vinyl or something right. and, yeah, or you, or you, or, or you, or you find a way to like let artists collaborate that otherwise wouldn't be collaborating. Right. Like that'd be cool like, too. To build um, the band. Yeah, build yourself oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, all this is so cool and it's, it's something that again, like, I just love that all of you guys made something that did not exist prior. It's not like, you're like, oh, we're going to be another blank, sure, yeah. you know, where there's there's certain things out there that it's like, we don't need a 17th one of these or a millionth yeah. one of these. But it's like, this is something so special and unique that stands alone. I really love that. I also think it's great that, you know, a lot of the songs that I've written for Downright, I'm like in the middle of getting ready to actually like put on an album, you know, right. like some of them I've been so touched by that I actually want to release the music. And I feel like for a fan's standpoint, if your story makes it on to, like, one of your favorite artist's records, like... That's, I mean, that's Could you imagine, cool like, if, you know, you were talking about the Smashing Pumpkins earlier, like, if yeah. if you had Billy Corgan write you a song and it made it onto a Smashing Pumpkins album, how would you feel? <laughs> I you mean, know? I probably shouldn't go into it on the podcast. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Billy would write you a song. Yeah, he probably already At did. this point, he leave he me would. alone. Oh, no. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> No, yeah. What, be, what are you doing at my front door? Yeah. Why are you in my window? Yeah, that's the song. <laughs> it, it'd be amazing, though. I mean, if you guys ever get Deftones on Down, right, let me know, because then it's like, I'll just, like, reroute my checks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> honestly, it's just South by, remember? Remember? I, I saw know, Chino we, in South By? We saw Chino. Yeah, like, yeah. It's funny to talk about this, but, I mean, like, I, you know, sort of a, a, it's like a I, I, want to, I don't want to say dream scenario, but, like, a real goal is to make this sort of just like a natural thing for artists to be a part of. You, you know, someone like Chino could be on it. Someone like, I mean, maybe not Billy Corgan because he's maybe a little more of the old school sort of. But like, you know, the, the newer, uh, bigger uh, artists right now, I feel like this is something they could really find great use out of to engage with their fans. So just like any other platform, YouTube and yeah. Snapchat, whatever. I mean, there, there are so many, you Taylor know. Taylor Swift gets on right. Mm. Man, that'd be huge. I mean, I think what keeps all of us doing this, too, is, like, we're all still music fans. Of course. You know, we love music. And so there's so many artists that, not just as, like, someone who, you know, is a journalist or a professional, but it's, like, there are artists I just, just love as a fan, and I, like, absolutely would gladly buy, you know, their, their songs if I could customize yeah. them. And that'd yeah. That'd be amazing. And it's, like, you know, the music industry, you know, keeps reinventing itself over and over, and you know, rather than be just bummed that, you know, record sales are down, you know, and that royalty rates are down because of that, like, rather than, like, be upset and, and fighting that, you know, it's more like, well, embrace the fact that there's more music fans than ever and that you can, you know, find music anywhere, anytime and be there's like, more well... music content. Exactly. Right. So because it's, like, going to almost be flooded to a point, then let's find a way to do something that they can't get everywhere and that they that they are willing to invest in and be like, well, you know, you know, the same way that, like, a custom screen print is cool to have from a show that you were at because, you know, only X amount of people have that or X amount of people saw that. So in this case, it's like, if you can commission and actually support and enable a, a writer that you are a fan of and in return get one of the most unique things possible right. yeah. I think it's a win-win it's the ultimate collector's item yeah of course you it, know it, yeah. it really is yeah yeah um, we had was what was that uh, there's a split seven inch someone did at their wedding it was oh, like oh yeah someone got a song uh, from me and uh, another song from Matt Pryor uh, who's on the site 
both uh, about their relationship, this, this couple's relationship, and they, with our permission, pressed a split seven-inch record to give out to their guests. That's so, so they were, cool. you know, they pressed like 150 of them. So, yeah, <laughs> it's like talk about a, a, a collector's unique, item. Yeah, collector's like, you, there's only 150 of them, and you had to be invited to a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate challenge. Like, or, how do I get into this wedding? Exactly. Weird, yeah, weird, weird super fans showing up to the wedding, crashing it. Like, uh, <laughs> I'll That's take how my you piracy. Now, please. You just make it exclusive to each wedding <laughs> on vinyl. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, so you guys are at three years this Valentine's Day? Yeah. Wow. It seems like longer. Yeah, I suppose so. It feels like longer. I mean, we definitely work at it pretty hard. Yeah. Because it's something that it's not, it hasn't just been like, you know, Bob Nana, Braid, Mark Rose, Spitalfield, solo sure. artists, like, with their side projects. It's like, this is a pretty full-time thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that, it's pretty hard for us to, like, put it down, really, because... We're a small operation, so we're constantly adding artists, doing customer service, playing middleman, delivering songs, paying the artists. It's just like until we have a bigger team, like we're doing it all. And I just have to say, from the artist standpoint, yeah. these guys do an amazing job and <laughs> like take care of their artists. They take care of their customers, and it's just well, it's because it's it's, awesome. it's run by and populated by professionals who love music. Yeah, right? you know, it's not about you guys are not coming from the suit world. You know, no, you have right. obviously all of you pedigrees that speak for themselves. Sort of what you said the suit world. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't think they'd understand it. No, I was thinking maybe not. maybe we could rename the company Fubu <laughs> for <laughs> us yeah. by us. I don't think anyone's come up with that. That's, That's good. True. You know, and while I have you guys here, I have to say, like <laughs> one of one of my favorite podcast events that we ever did was. We did a event with Downright maybe two years ago at this point. Yeah. During the winter, we did it at City Winery. It was a co-live podcast mm-hmm. where you guys did your live podcast. I didn't mind. We collaborated on it. It was a kind of a cool like panel discussion, but also a singer-songwriter um, in the round. Yep. I think, mm-hmm. Yeah, where you, you brought a lot of great Downright talent like you did today to do live performances and storytelling at City Winery. We also released it as we released it as Dynasty Podcast and as Downright Podcast. Mm-hmm. We had uh, you know Dustin from Felix Culpo, yeah. we had William Beckett, and it was it was such a cool, special, unique event, and that always stood out to me. That always meant a lot because I got to work with all these people who I really liked professionally, personally, and I just had a blast. And it oh, was yeah. a gorgeous venue. Oh, it was absolutely. Yeah, Dustin's got a new record coming out too. Yeah, I saw that. Record. That's yeah. great. He's starting yeah. his own label, I think, to do a bunch of stuff, which is super cool. Yeah, speaking of like the talent that's doing stuff right now, so the reason Shane is here is because he's on the road right now, um, playing a Valencia record. We all need a reason, or <laughs> we all need a reason to believe, um, and. Uh, he's doing the whole record acoustic, and I got to play open for him in uh, Philly and in New York, um, and then last night in Chicago, and he's got a handful more dates coming up. Yeah, yeah. Hitting uh, Omaha, Denver, Salt Lake, San Francisco, Anaheim, and San Diego. That's awesome. <laughs> so, And I love that you great. made time to stop in for this. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate it. These I tried guys, to lure him down with Portillo's, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, these guys have to. Like, they're old friends. They can't really say no, but it's like, you didn't have to be here, so I really appreciate it. No, I, time, he, Mark told me about it, and I was like, yeah, of course I want to play a downright song and come hang out with these two guys. I'm like, yeah, we're Dude, podcasting at Portillo's. You'll be there. You get <laughs> Portillo's cast. <laughs> and by the way, that offer still stands from earlier. If somebody wants to sponsor us with pizza, it's about lunchtime. And I can't believe no one's taking advantage of that. We will plug your food. Send us some lunch. Um, 
Dude, that's awesome. And by the way, Mark, you played with uh, one of my favorite musical voices recently, um, and I am so bummed I didn't make it to the show, but Jim Atkins oh, yeah. from Jimmy World did a solo tour, and yeah. you guys played in... We did DeKalb, 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 DeKalb. And, and Madison. I mean, he's doing like a... He's going all over the U.S., but... Oh, yeah, I was so, so excited to get to open for him. I mean... And that show is, is just great. Oh. I, I caught it in Evanston. Oh, okay, no, yeah, so you, you saw it, you know. And it was fantastic. Yeah, he's great. I mean, it's such a great blend of... You know, old material, new material. Um, he's a very, very humble guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was, I mean, I had I, met him before, but mostly just as, as a fan telling him, hey, I like your band. But, like, he was, he was just super chill. He had, like, no rules or restrictions about his dressing room area. His, when he's warming up, he was watching soundcheck. And when he was on stage, not only did he, like, mention me opening for him a few times, he referenced things I did during my set on stage, which meant he was actually, like, paying at least a little bit of attention, which is awesome. Or an assistant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's amazing, man. That, that's always the impression I've got. I don't know him. I've never really gotten to like interact. Yeah, but just seeing him on stage, reading interviews, it always seems like he's a guy who's just really chill. And yeah, the I second mean, you guys I, get Jim Atkins and Downright, oh yeah, yeah right. we're, we're working on it. Bob's old friends with him, so yeah. he's working it. I think we'll see what happens. I think it's that it's that one. old school mentality of like looking out for each other, you know. And that's so important. And it's like. That's uh, that's what today is built on. Yeah. Today is built on. I've been doing this podcast in Chicago ten years. I've been doing media and music work in the city longer. And everybody who I have on, there's a couple of new faces that I don't know as well. But for the most part, it's it's all populated by people that I've known five, ten, fifteen years. Have so much love for, and it's it's just such a joy to get to you know like you guys just to have you on. So yeah, thanks well, for having us. Yeah. Friends with Jim, he's beating me right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's probably sitting on tour. Yeah. Actually, I'm beating him. There you go. See, this means I need to challenge him. It'll be like, where'd you get my name from? I'll be like. (laughs) (laughs) So we are, just for the record, we are live podcasting a words with friends game between Bob Nana, Brady, and Jim Atkins of Jimmy World. If someone is watching this. What's the most recent word? He needs to make, what's up? What's the most recent word that was played? Number of points. The thing is, I'm waiting for him to play. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Nudge him. No, no, no. I, I feel like we're that's on a broadcast that's right now. <laughs> that's just rude. Um, flax. I'm just going to assume Jim's listening. Jim, make your move. Flax. Sure. Absolutely. Like flaxseed oil? Oh, yeah. Um, we have... That's a good one. We're both... What'd you get for that X? Formidable. Well, I, I made a... <laughs> this is riveting. Riveting. Uh, <laughs> this is... Well, I, I put it onto his lax... Oh, I so I, I only had twenty. So points. you only had an F. Yeah. Well, I, I an F and an E as well. <laughs> Good use of an X. Because you double that F. Welcome to uh, Words with Friends podcast. <laughs> that could be a thing. Tips and tricks. Yeah, uh-huh. that could be yeah. absolutely a thing. I can't wait to like when this is all posted. Yeah, the dude from uh, Magnetic Field, Stephen or Stephen Merritt, is like way into Words with Friends and like did does like tips and tricks and stuff. And That's stuff. amazing. I'm gonna have to play this. Yeah. I'm addicted yeah. to Injustice, the Justice League. Mortal Kombat style game where you can play as like Superman or Doomsday or uh. it's addictive and amazing um, downright yeah. Bob Nana Shane Henderson Mark Rose man thank you guys so thanks, thanks for having, having us much. congratulations on 10 years congrats this is incredible it's really great to meet you it's always great to do something with you guys man um, and I just have nothing but love and appreciation for everything you're doing thank you so thank much you as well well, awesome. Yeah, enjoy the, the rest of your day and evening. And Hope you get that pizza, man. Yeah. I do, too. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, thank you, guys. And we've got closed sessions coming up next. You guys should definitely... Have you met the closed sessions team? I, I, sure. I don't think so. Okay, well, we should definitely make sure that that kind of crossover happens. And we've also got a, um, a poster 
in the we I almost said living room. room. Okay, great. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> We're playing words with friends on the poster. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, um, buddy. We can get an Instagram of you guys in the other room as you well. Got it, cool. you got it. Bob, thank awesome. you so much, man. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks for coming. Always great. Thank you, man. Thanks, everybody. All right. How's it going, man? <laughs> Come on in. Grab a mic. How's it going, man? What's up? Hi, Mo. Nice to meet you, man. All right. All right. For one second, I'm going to check with my producer real quick. Feel free to start without me, and then we will get going. We have now taken over the Jaime Black Podcast. Start is ours. What are we? What? You're gonna rap. You're gonna, <laughs> yes. You were gonna freestyle. I remember you said you you had written something. Let's break out that bottle of champagne. Drop that bar, RTC. <laughs> yeah, is that for us? Pro sounds, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Holding it down. Hair looking magnificent, day, sir. Yeah. Well, what's right? the type of process you got up in there, man? A little avocado or something? <laughs> yeah. Very luxurious and healthy, man. Yeah. Little birds, bees, or something. I see you. There's some kind of barrette or something. Enjoy it while you can, man. You get older and you have to <laughs> you do have this a, because that's you're talking what you to got. me. Come on, man. <laughs> Twenty-one years of rap music has withered away every follicle on my head. So. <laughs> um, closed sessions. This is awesome. We have Alex Fructor, um, Boathouse, Kwiku Collins, Quaku, and Quaku, Quaku. Collins. I apologize, man. I'm sorry. sorry. It's our first time that. meeting. Um, Normally, when someone mispronounces right his name, we punch him in the mouth, but we'll let this slide All right. right now. And Mike Kolar, how are you guys doing? Good. Phenomenal. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. Dude, I got nothing to complain about. I've been yeah, sitting in this chair up, for four hours talking to people. I, you know, not bad. It's like Jerry Springer numbers right now. Yeah. <laughs> But it's been cool. Um, so you guys are here, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, um, Mike and Alex, you guys run the label, and then Boathouse and Quaku, you guys are the talent. Um, kind of how has that been working? How long have you guys been working together? Like, how long have you guys been working with Mike and Alex? Man, for me, it's been about a year now, I'd say, um, collectively. Uh, I started as an intern in the studio, just kind of working with Mike. Um, and then spent a lot of time there, pretty much worked on some beats and stuff when the studio was open, kind of showed him my stuff and it all, it all just kind of came to fruition and now I ended up signing with closed sessions and I'm an artist on the roster now, so. And you're doing it like, are you primarily on the roster as a producer or both kind of artist producer or kind of where does that fall? Artist producer kind of, you know, I try and, um, I'm working right now on kind of like expanding my own kind of sound and figuring out like what to do as like Boathouse but um, I guess really I'm definitely in it to kind of be like co-producing I guess as much stuff as possible too and kind of like lending my help towards other people's productions on the label too so so who are the artists that you've started like you know working with or you're maybe looking to collaborate with um uh, I got a couple friends in Madison who rap um, this guy named Crash Prez a good friend of mine Worked on his album before. Uh, some people in the city uh, have a song with Lucky X that came out a few months ago. It's on his last mixtape. That kid is um, wild. Webster yeah, X. very wild. <laughs> Webster X too. Work with Webster X a lot. I've known him for for a minute. He's from uh, Milwaukee. Good kid. Um, but really, man, I don't I don't even know about what's next. Really, just kind of keeping my ear to the streets, so to speak, and seeing what's resonating with the people, you know? Streets are always calling, man. Always. Yeah. Always. Right on. What are you drinking over there, Mike? 
Apple uh, juice. McKaylin 18. It's fancy. Did you get that at Library Bar? Or? Of course, yeah. yeah. You're not going to get a single Moscash elsewhere, so. <laughs> I just want to say you look very luxurious there with your like with your glass and praise from Caesar. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad this is working out. Yeah, um, Kwiku, what about you? Uh, I've been with closed sessions for like five months now, I think, or six, just about. Ha <laughs> Nah, I've been with closed sessions for about six months now. Okay, and how's that been for you? And like, kind of what what direction are you heading in with it? Um. It's been really cool. I've really enjoyed myself so far. Uh, done a lot of good work with, uh, you know, people within the label and just in general in Chicago. Uh, but as far as where it's going, don't know. It's going somewhere positive, I can tell you that much, but I have no idea. Well, you know, I mean, both of you, I've seen your names a lot, you know, promoted by, by these guys. Um, you know, Alex and Mike, what has it been like working with, with them and, you know, bringing them into the label? It's been phenomenal. I mean, what's crazy about Kwaku is we found him through an email sub- submission, which is just like, seems like a nonsensical dead way of, of you know, discovering, you know, artists. Um, and it was, it's like, almost as like, it's destined to be. He came to the office for the first time after we checked out his music and invited him to come by and just instantly I just got that, that good vibe um, and just knew this is definitely someone I want to work with. Um, Boathouse was just really cool that, you know, literally just came on board to just intern and, and help and really kind of saw what we were doing and, and came up through the ranks. So I think that it's just been organic and, and just very natural. And that's, I feel, the best the best way to do anything, honestly. Um, I forgot how we found Odd Couple. Unfortunately, he's in he's out of town. Yeah, Odd Couple couldn't be here today. Yeah. Um, he just kind of, same thing, just coming, coming around. Um, he produced a lot of music. Yeah, he just he was, just was always yeah. around, right yeah. in the in the circle. But a key part of our the, thing, the yeah. thing about it, like when you were asking Boathouse if he's a producer or an artist, I kind of everyone here like does multiple things. It's not just a relationship of like me and Mike run run CS, and it's not necessarily a label. We can be a label, but mm-hmm. it is much more than that. And everybody works together on several fronts. Like may need to write write something today or odd couple people don't know odd couple actually designed our website and is the de facto it guy and it's a so gorgeous it's website by the way <laughs> i have to say like you guys website is really really clean that was odd couple like so it's yeah. not it's not like a clear cut there are no boundaries like they all do many things i think that's the underlying thing of everyone at cs is they're multifaceted and multi-talented it's like a startup but we are making music instead of chairs or that's a, that's flip a really cams. way to look at it, though. Whatever, whatever do, it is. We, we've made a couple chairs. We have made Our some chairs. Is coming, so. <laughs> yeah, we, are, start we got some furniture. Though. Mats. Yeah. Uh, you know. We're yeah. in, like, the prototype phase. Yeah. Custom <laughs> embroidered towels. Have you, are you familiar with the show Shark Tank? Yeah. Yeah, so, we're, you know, I'm not saying anything, but season, <laughs> tune you know. in. Yeah, yeah, tune in. Watch. Kevin O'Leary, we see you. Yeah, we see you. Yeah. Yeah, we see you, so... How long has Closed Sessions been going now? Uh, I would say, well... 800 years? (laughs) No. (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) Um, We started Closed Sessions, I guess. I mean, in this way, like, where Mike and I, you know, kind of a real company and signing artists and kind of, you know, this, this, 
how it is now in like 2013, I guess. But Closed Session started as a brand and a content piece uh, in 2009. I remember that. I mean, that was like the the CDs and stuff for our documentaries. We were doing documentaries. So yeah. I was doing a party uh, at Lava Lounge, which is on which was on Milwaukee in Wicker Park, and uh, R.I.P. Lava. I would have. Um, you know, I was writing on the website and DJing these parties. So they're always always packed, and the idea was like playing music, underground music, and the artists that were buzzing but had never been here would come. And instead of having their first Chicago show, be it like Sub T or Reggie's or the Met- like a real concert, mm-hmm. it would say, "Man, just come and, and pop up at this bar and play five songs while I'm DJing, right. and you're gonna and inter- be introduced to the scene." And um, so I was doing that, and then I met Mike. And he was like, well, you're doing a lot of cool things. Uh, I had mixed, I was doing a lot of mixtapes with, with up-and-coming artists, and I needed him to master the mixtapes. And he was like, well, you're doing a lot of cool stuff, so you could pay me to do this mixtape. Or how about you can do whatever you want in the studio for free, but you just, if you're doing something cool, bring it to my studio. It was the dawn of the and, blog age. And I was doing cool stuff all yeah. the time because I don't know how to do anything else. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I was bringing, I was always at the studio and bringing artists. We did a song called, I would say our first closed session kind of trial was, uh, do you remember the song Swagger Like Us? It was like yeah. T.I. Yeah. and M.I.A., Kanye, mm-hmm. Jay-Z, Lil yeah. Wayne. We did a Swagger Like Shy remix with Bump J, Mickey Halstead. Really dope. GLC. GLC, Knowledge. I think that was it. Marvo. And Marvo. And Marvo. There's a lot of big names, though. Yeah. So we did that. And then we did um, Currency was coming up. And he came and did this party. That's his first Chicago appearance. Yeah. So we did that. We did one with Currency. And he did a song called Rapper Weed. And it was kind of like, we're on to something. We don't know what it is yet. But we're going to make this That documentary was terrible, yeah. too. I think, like, the font was Times New Roman or something. I look at it and I... At least it wasn't Comic it. Sans. I, I, I cringe <laughs> when I look at it, but that... We knew we were on to something with just how many people, like, man, that studio document, that was, that was great. Yeah. And, so we did that party in the sessions and put a lot of people's first Chicago show yeah. on. From Bronson and Danny Brown. Danny, yep. Mm-hmm. All sorts of people. Yellow Wolf, Mac Miller, J. Cole. You know, coming Sign from... High the Prince... Coming from the journalist side, the the studio Frank side, Frank Zappa, you know, really? <laughs> no, Blake lies. Just like I mean, maybe, but like you know, what have you guys learned about you know um, connecting with talent, working with artists? Like, how have you kind of developed that skill set? It's a people business. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's that's everything is those relationships, you know. So if you're not good with with people, and certainly in our line of work with so many different personalities and archetypes and characters. Yeah, you're destined to fail. And you just got to be... I mean, I think, too, everyone here is uh, an artist at heart or a creative person, so it's not, like, a real stretch. And back then, we are doing it, um, you know, there were no... I kind of didn't even know what I was doing. It was just, like, a natural thing. Hey, I got this party. You want to come? I'm a DJ. Give me some music. Let's go to the studio. So it wasn't even, like, thought out or planned. How do we relate to these people? It's, like, pick them up at the airport, put on some good music, have some some goodies in the car for these guys and everything else took care of itself you know one of the things that always like struck me is that you you guys were able to really like connect with these names and some of them was kind of before they were names and some of them after but like how did you literally like actually connect like how do you make that connect you know if somebody's watching this or listening to this later and they're like 
you know, not like I want to do what closed sessions does and, and like replace them, but like I want to start a blog or I want to start a podcast or I want to like throw a party, but I don't really know how to get in touch with artists. Like, how did you guys start making that happen? I can speak just for myself. I mean, um, a lot of it came from uh, writing. You know, I was a journalist for years and years and years. And if you can do, you know, I really prided myself on uh, if I had an opportunity to interview an artist, I was going to, in my mind, do the best interview that they've ever done. And that, like, I would read up all the interviews and not ask any questions or ask, like, a continuing question from a past Where interview. did your name come from? What's your inspiration? Yeah, no. Yeah. So, I, so it was, that was like, this is going to be the best. Their publicist is going to love it. The artist is going to want to interview uh, with me again. And a lot of it came from there. Uh, that was my initial foot in the door. But then also just, I meant doing, I was like a... Just running around doing whatever I whatever I could and I don't know being being just genuine I guess I don't know he I don't know how you build how do you get connections Mike oh I mean being the beautiful one at close sessions you know it's just way easier to you know attract these people and, and, and such but uh, um the great thing about growing up in the Midwest like we're just all very real people and there's not a you know unlike other markets that remain nameless like nameless bullshit doesn't factor in so much here so I don't know we just always was ourselves and you know for you know shoot I've been doing studio for 21 years this man ran Ruby Hornet for for many many years and I kind of like the work showed and people saw that we were just really about doing cool stuff and really in it for the love of it and you know when, when someone just comes off real it's very easy to connect with people so you know, from Quaku and Boathouse, like, for you guys, like, what what about closed sessions made sense to you, or why did you want to, you know, connect with Alex and Mike? Man, just, uh, like, yeah. right off the bat, <laughs> I guess. Boathouse, come on, man. We practiced right. for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, the we had a cardboard was damn the you, and we had all mapped out, yeah. We spent <laughs> three weeks making this dude's cutout, and you yeah, did everything we learned out the window. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> other than other than that, yeah. No, um, right away. I mean, uh, the tools were there from the jump. Like, um, I before I was even interning at the studio, it was um, you know making beats in the bedroom, headphones, whatever, little speakers at home. But um, at a certain point, you gotta kind of start to level up, I guess, in a sense, you know, for lack of a better word, and um, kind of putting my head down and. and helping out where I could at the studio was was kind of the way of feeling out what the next step was and that sort of thing you know I didn't I wasn't sure if I wanted to be making beats all the time or if I wanted to kind of like get a handle on this engineering thing a little bit more where I was going next but um it became clear that um the support was there uh from Mike initially and then of course you know Alex came around eventually had to you know he had to sell it was a tough sell for sure but he came around you know he I let him know I was a member of the tribe, you know, both Jewish, so it was, uh, it's all love at that point, you know. But, um... Buck, 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 buck. Yeah, you feel me? But, uh, man, I don't know. It's just, um... Just became became friends, I don't know. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, we just all all became really cool with each other, and we hang out all the time and shit, so we're, all, we're always at the studio and at the office doing something, seeing what the next move is. It's just... Yeah. Natural. So it's just being part of, like, being around the culture there, you just wanted to become more, more yeah. kind of integrated into it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of the same for me. Um, you know, 
I'm kind of nervous around people that I don't really know, kind of shy about that kind of stuff. But the second that I got there, they made me feel really welcome, real at home. Um, and since then, I felt really taken care of. You know, I'm like the youngest dude in the building most of the time. So I just feel like their little brother. And that type of acceptance coming from just like people that I'd never met before, that was what really clicked it for me. That was really cool. Right on. Well, and again, like I feel like I'm seeing both of your names around online a lot, you know, like with, with other artists and stuff. So, you know, how has that experience been where like people are starting to, you know, become aware of, of each yeah. of you? trip yeah it's crazy <laughs> it's really cool it's really awesome it's it's uh, it's a dream come true man this yeah. whole thing is a dream come true like every little thing new thing that starts to happen is just like man like couldn't you didn't know i was going to be in europe this soon or like i didn't know i was going to be out of the country at all this year and just in the studio with people that i'd never think that i would meet and cutting records together like it's crazy like it's 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 fun it's everything i've always wanted to do Right on, man. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, I've known Alex and Mike a long time, and it's like they've always been great collaborators and contributors on the podcast and, and also, you know, working with Alex at uh, at Columbia College. So it's like mm-hmm. these are guys who you're in good hands with them. Absolutely. You know I mean? mm-hmm. um, You know, for, for you guys, Alex and Mike, um, you know, now that obviously you guys have so much experience across so many different kind of fields, and it's like whether it's teaching, whether it's, you know, your time with Ruby Hornet and your other journalism and, and doing soundscape uh, studios. It's like, now that Closed Sessions has really, like, kind of gotten its foundation down, you guys have really, like, honed what it is. Like, where do you go next with it? You know, you have this great website. You have this roster of artists that's growing. You guys, you've tried all these different things, and you, you've decided that this is the model for it. I mean, beyond our home and bathroom line of products, I mean, <laughs> yeah. really just... That's, that's what it is, yeah. Nothing, nothing has changed. We still just want to be the incubator of great Chicago talent and not only incubate and, and elevate the great things we have here, but also connect it with the great talent from other cities and other markets and just be that, that, uh, that place where, where, where people can come together and, and meet and build and, and elevate their craft. So I don't, I mean, I mean, that's what's next is what we do. I feel just bigger and, and better. Yeah, and bigger and better. Yeah, honestly, it is really. I think really we're all getting better at everything we do, you know. Uh, we started this, we kind of put it together uh, through trial and error. And I think now what you're More seeing is. More error than trial. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and uh, I think now with like, like, he, like uh, Boathouse was saying, we're just. They're, we're just all friends that have a common goal and a common vision, and that's why I was saying from from what he was saying before. Even it's not like this is our producer. This is our this is a dude that's gonna rap and make make songs. Like we all do whatever is needed to be done, and we have this common goal and and vision. And then I think we're poised greatly for like all the changes in the music industry and doing doing uh, cool stuff. I think the next thing to elevate for me, at least, I would like to get beyond the blog press that we've been able to do the shows that we've been able to do and hit a next level like you know my friend of mine um just got a platinum like literally a platinum record with the weekend you know mano produced on the hills i mean huge look shout out for mano so it's like that's what i want i want to have platinum records Mm -hmm. at closed sessions i want to go to the grammys because one of these dudes is nominated for a Grammy and drive and like hear these songs on the radio. I think that's where the next uh, 
the next thing, at least in my mind, is like just kind of pushing, being able to do what we what we're doing, but uh, times you know to the next level of it, like kind of what Mike was saying. Yeah, yeah. short term goals, you more know. steroids. Yeah, yeah, step more steroids. Who's gonna juice up, man? It's gonna be awesome. Um, closed sessions team, man. And then our Shark Tank episode, yeah. Yeah. October 21st. Yeah. Make sure you tune in. Yeah. That's my birthday. Hey, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, is, yeah. set the DVR. All right, I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, Mike Kohler, Alex Richter, uh, Boathouse, Kuku Collins, thank you guys so much, man, for coming up and being part of this. Um, you know, thank you guys oh, for okay. all the time. We have some new music coming out soon, too. Awesome. Yeah. Where can people find out about that? Closed sessions? Uh, actually, E did a story. Okay. It's going to drop on the E-Network. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So. All right. <laughs> right on, man. Uh, we're going to take a quick break on the stream, just reset everything, save everything. We'll be back online in five minutes. Uh, closed sessions, team. Thank you guys so much for thank everything, you, all the times you guys have come up. It's man, great to meet you, you guys. You too. And thank too, you for coming too. up. Hey, thank you, actually. Yeah, thank you. We were yes. talking about you at the office before we came, actually, and it's amazing to me. That we're talking in Chicago how hard it is to make it at rap music and to make it and what you're doing is mind-boggling to really build like 10 years of this type of, of new technology and podcasting. Yeah, like, it's, that's way harder than making in rap, honestly. We should interview you because that's a way bigger, I feel, struggle than, than what we have to deal with. So I mean, it's it's everybody, that's, I to me, like, I, I want that to be a takeaway from today is like everybody's working hard and everyone's supporting each other. I think that's the important thing. Yeah. Awesome, man. Gentlemen, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Awesome.